What If is a great game to play. As long as you keep your brain roaming down the positive pathways, rather than, well, you know after the last couple of years. Welcome to the Strive, Seek, Find podcast. I'm your host, Chance Whitmore. God, I love to play what could be, to dream of what if. It's probably why I enjoy science fiction so much. Because implicit in the existence of most science fiction is the element of something special. Hope. Now this may seem odd to you, considering the number of movies or books, whether an alien invasion wipes out most of humanity, space travel goes wrong, and perfect earthly societies have a dark side. I'm looking at you, the suddenly prescient demolition man. Things can get a little bit dark in sci-fi, at least on the surface. And on that surface, you'd be right. I mean, there isn't much uplifting about a chestburster showering guts all over the place and sending an alien running through the spaceship, or some of the fearsome enemies you face in Neil Asher's novels, or even Jack McDevitt's books where you can hear all about uh, the slightly dark sides of humanity, even in the face of what seems to be a fairly wholesome society. But as long as we're staying out of the dystopian section all the way around, in my mind I see it all as hopeful. That is because in science fiction, it means despite humanity's love for doing supremely destructive, often pointlessly stupid things to ourselves, or despite intentional ignorance and intentional destructiveness, there is still a future. It may not be perfect, but we survived these go-rounds. So even while I'm reading headlines that are telling me the world is about to burn itself to the ground again, or leaves me wondering what we're leaving for our kids, I can grab a science fiction book or a science fiction movie and look back on with hope. Which leads me into today. When you take the fiction away and we're left with the science that hints at a sci-fi future, I admittedly get pumped. My day paused today when I found an article that claimed that a NASA-funded space drive called a Mega Drive sounds a little Transformer-esque, doesn't it? Could open the door not only across the solar system, but possibly beyond. I sat up and took notice instantly. Because while most people say that we probably need to leave Earth eventually in order for humanity to survive long-term, it's not looking realistic right now. I mean, Stephen Hawking thought highly of the idea of us getting off the world so that we didn't manage to extinct ourselves all at once. But currently, if you look realistically at space travel, at our current technological point in time, there seems to be some fairly insurmountable odds. And strangely enough, none of them seem to be aliens from pitch black ripping the flesh from our bones. It's a little more down to earth. Everything from our biology. We're starting to learn exactly how bad zero-g is actually for us. 
muscle and bone loss, your vision takes a beating. There's a thousand other problems we're beginning to understand. Everything from the fact you're more exposed to radiation and the damage that can do to your body to things that we're just beginning to guess at. All in all, space is a hostile environment for the human body. The storage of food and fuel. How do you feed your people on board? And the fact that it, how do you get anywhere in space when the fact is the fuel needed is just beyond anything you can imagine. The efficiency is such that you couldn't store enough in a ship because you'd have to build a bigger ship, which then does no good because then you have to build a bigger ship to hold the fuel to hold, take care of the other ship, and so on and so forth. It's just not efficient or plausible right now. And finally, the speeds we can currently operate at. Bless our little chemical rockets. They're inefficient, and ultimately in space, they're too slow. Or at least, and this is just a obviously non-scientific surface-level version of this stuff. So this so-called mega drive takes care of two of the problems if it eventually works. We may not, it may not, and it may be 50 years before we have an idea. Those problems are the fuel and speed factors. Because for this to work, all you need is an electrical charge. So you have a ship with solar panels on it to create electricity, or you have a reactor on board. And suddenly, the mass needed to take people across the cosmos is greatly reduced because you're not taking up valuable space with fuel. The 10 cent version of this comes down to the idea is, and I don't claim to understand the physics, just the fact that it seems cool on the surface. All of this is around the vibration of crystals under an electrical current, which of course sounds new age and not at all cool enough to make the Kessel run in under eight parsecs. So if you're at all curious about this, I've dropped a bunch of articles going back a few years into the Facebook group and on the website. I hope you enjoy. For me, just that hope, the hope that there's a future for mankind among the stars, is enough. Worth mentioning. So, a couple years ago I read a book called Heart of the Sea, which was the true story of the whaling vessel, the Essex, which was the basis for Melville's Moby Dick. I'd never gotten around to watching the movie. So I sat down and watched Thor and Spider-Man, excuse me, Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tom Holland, tell this story, which is much more incredible than anything that Melville came up with. I've always found Moby Dick about unreadable, and I've tried several times. But this story of a whale ship being sunk by a quote-unquote white whale and then pursued by that whale as they try to survive across the Pacific Ocean is unbelievable and heartrending to see what these people went through. Reading the book and reinforcing it watching the movie, you just keep thinking, people in the 1820s were a lot tougher than we are now. 
I strongly want to suggest you watch it, not because it's a well-done period piece, just because it gives you a lot to think about. Quick programming note, possible live episode warning, and I'm guessing one will occur sometime this week. Well, on location is a better way to put it. Uh, I've got the family going to San Diego this week. First time for the youngest on a plane ride. First time I've been to San Diego for anything but school business. And we're all kind of looking forward to it. Looking forward to sharing it with all of you. Watch for it coming soon. And that about wraps us up today. Thank you for listening. If you want to support the program, I've got to buy me a coffee and would welcome the support. Or, if that's not your speed, please reach out, write a review on Podchaser, Apple Podcasts, or wherever that you listen to the program on. And finally, if you're interested in a Strive, Seek, Find t-shirt, head over to my webpage at chancewhitmore.com. Links are all there. Until next time, keep seeking your own brilliant future.